Hello and welcome everybody to the beginning of our two weeks of chatting with artists leading up to the Making Zen online retreat that's happening this um, this month from the 15th to the 19th of May. So this morning we're going to be talking with a fascinating artist, Laurie, and I'm just going to invite her to join the conversation today. who's joining in to listen to our conversation today. Um, have you participated in a Making Zen retreat before? If you have, tell me about hello. it. I'd love to hear it. And hello, Laurie. How hello are you? And good morning. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm really... We're buffering. Are you waking well, up this up morning a little bit i had to film a little bit more for this course that i'm sending to you today <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's one of those always. mornings isn't something. it yeah there really is and we've got lots of people joining us this morning so i think that we've got a lot of anticipation building for the making zen retreat and laurie you're a fabulous artist and i've been a big admirer of all of the wonderful yep. things yep. that you create would you like to tell our oh you're most welcome would you like to tell uh everyone who's joining in today what you'll be sharing as well the i retreat? have it right here I'm going to be making, I call them upcycled memory jackets. And so I purchased a jacket from Goodwill and then I collected all kinds of patches and things that I've collected from all over in my travels and at flea markets and Goodwill. And then I'm also sharing the stitching of this. I call it messy stitching because I am not a perfect stitcher. I just kind of, I call it, I sketch with thread <laughs> and I just use all kinds of colors and, you know, there's really no rhyme or reason. I don't plan a whole lot. I just kind of sit and stitch. So I'm going to be sharing how I made this jacket and also this patch. And I really love that too, because I know we have a lot of um, people who are interested in starting off textiles and but are at the same point in time concerned that they're not doing it the right way, so to speak. And um, that's why I really love your way of working because it is a fabulous entry point for people who like creating, like working with color, like painting, for example, but might feel that maybe because they yeah. don't know the right techniques, they can't get started with, um, with the stitching. So I, I think that's fabulous because I think you'll encourage a lot of people to, well, to it's create. It's interesting because I, I took a quilting class years ago from an art quilter and it was really a great class because we would go to her studio in the evenings and we would quilt, but we'd also um, drink wine. And it was just, she had a really loose approach to yes. quilting that I loved. And, you know, at one point I said to her, I, I feel like I should know the right way to do this. You know, like the really, if you're really going to be a serious quilter. And she said, she said, you know, if you do that, it might take away from the naivete 
um, I don't know, the, the whimsical feel of what you create. So I'm not, I'm not saying that you shouldn't learn the right way, but I tend to just plunge into things that I'm interested in. And um, like I'm taking a clay class now, and obviously you have to know the right way when doing that because otherwise it'll blow up in the kiln. But um, <laughs> so I'm taking my time <laughs> a little more on that. But with, with sewing and stitching, I always say I consider myself a hack. Like I can, I can, I've designed plush animals for some of my clients, but, and made patterns myself, but when I put them together, they're so wonky. And so, you know, they're just, yeah, that's the word. Everything I make is kind of wonky. <laughs> But that's that's where the delight is, you know, and and I I totally agree with you with what you're saying. Sometimes knowing the like it's always good to know the right way to do things or the correct way to do things, but I also think there's a freedom and a spontaneity in not knowing the rules. You know, sometimes yeah. those rules are great, but sometimes they can also well, inhibit she, you a little she, bit too. That same quilting like, teacher had shared with me um, some scrap bag quilting, and I love the quilts from G's Bend. And I just, I love, I, I, I don't mm -hmm. often do things in, that are straight and lined up. Everything's kind of like. <laughs> Uh, even though I'm a graphic designer and, you know, you're taught to line everything up and everything is on a grid, whatever. But when I'm making, that kind of goes out the window for me. I mean, I do use like some design rules that I learned, of course, you know, contrast and, you know, value and all of those things. But I, I also like to break the rules. Yes, and that's right. Rules are, are meant to be broken. And in fact, um, Vanessa uh, has joined us and she's uh, saying that's what we love about hi, you Vanessa. too, Laurie. Oh, Susan. Oh, gosh. Some people I know are here. <laughs> How fun. Oh, that's so lovely. <laughs> and um, going back to what you were saying too about learning uh, ceramics or learning pottery, and I must admit, I had a similar experience myself because I, I learned ceramics a, a couple of years ago and I had a fabulous teacher. So I went in with the intention that I was going to throw beautiful pots and it was just so easy right, because right. that's what they yeah. did on Ghost, you know, yeah. like they just kind of do these magic throwing things. And it's really quite challenging right. to wrestle with the and kind of get it to stay centered on the, the pot as well. And I got really um, despondent because I just couldn't make yeah. these beautiful straight-edged cups. And my, my teacher who had um, studied in Japan with a, a Japanese ceramicist um, for 10 years or so, I think it was, he said, embrace right. those beginner wobbles because the, the moment you become um, adept and good at throwing nice straight walls you won't right. be able to put oh, wobbles back that. in your cups i love a wobbly cup <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so, and, and i think that was when wabi sabi was kind of first introduced yeah. to me that kind of embracing those imperfections because you can't sometimes right. that's what makes it and so you special the, you know yeah the, there's a this yeah. lovely gentleman his name's dale and he, he, he comes with his daughter and he, I, I'm guessing he's in his eighties 
And he's, and he's so, he cracks me up because he makes jokes through the whole class and she'll show us what we're supposed to make. And then he'll be over there just, you know, making whatever he wants to make. And there are these charming little animals <laughs> and figures and he just totally goes off the rails. And I, they're just so charming and lovely and I love them so much. So I'm in a hand building class yeah. because I, I, well, I watched the Great Pottery Throwdown and almost every hand building um, challenge was, they were my favorites. I wanted to make, well, I'm a, I'm a bird girl. I love making birds. So I wanted to make birds and other things. And so I felt like the hand building suited more what I want to be doing. So I'm taking um, one course now, yeah. but I already signed up for the next session of it because I'm kind of obsessed. Oh, how beautiful. And I, it would be a lovely medium too for you to continue the um, the beautiful art that you create. Is that also something that you well, had in mind actually, when learning these Yes, because techniques? I've been experimenting recently with adding dimension to canvases. And so one thought I had was I would like to make clay pieces that could be integrated into wood panels or, you know, things that I'm painting and go back and forth and also do some mm -hmm. um, three-dimensional art installations that are are more based in clay I've been used I've been using clay but I use Sculpey or air dry clay and I kind of wanted to you know take it up a notch into something that's a little more archival and I don't know I've always loved mushing yeah. clay around but it it really is so different when you move into this world of all the things you have to consider. So I, I was like, Oh, this will be easy. And it's like, no, it's, it's not, you have to be, you have to be patient <laughs> just like anything else you're learning. That's new. Yeah. Yeah. It really does um, take you back to beginner's mind, doesn't it? Because you really do have to start from scratch and come into it with the knowledge that, you know, because when, when you're an artist and a practicing artist and you're comfortable with a certain skill set, it's and then you learn something new for the first time, you really kind of have to embrace right. that you don't know everything and that you have to start from scratch, yeah. which can be quite, quite humbling, yeah. I find. I'm, anyway. I'm planning to dive yeah. into Procreate and that's going to be another whole learning challenge because my daughter, um, she goes by snippets of whimsy on Instagram. She's just so proficient at it. So I, we're going on a family vacation um, next month. And I said, can we bring our, our iPads and will you show me? And she kind of gave me this look like, yeah, that's just what she wants to do on our vacation. <laughs> but I also have <laughs> bought a class through my friend Beth Buffington. So eventually I keep saying publicly, yeah, go learn procreate. And then I, things just keep getting the way, getting the way. Getting, but yeah, it's on my list. <laughs> Yeah, everything happens at the right time, yeah. so I'm sure they'll well, be... Well, after <laughs> cleaning my studio for the last week because it was out of control, I was thinking, boy, I could just purge all of this stuff and just become a digital artist. <laughs> but no, I love all this stuff, all the stuff I collected, and yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's something about the tactile 
and that and that's what I really love because I trained as a textile artist. So I I really like the physical yes. being able to touch and manipulate yeah. and 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 everything. Um, I do like digital for the same same like there's a just a different way of expressing yourself. But I found when I work uh, digitally, like say I spend a whole day doing something on the computer, I don't have that same sense of satisfaction and feelings of achievement than if I'd say sat at my desk in the studio yeah. and been physically making things. It's quite a fascinating experience. Well, but I'll, I that's guess just I'll find me. out. Um, I guess I'm thinking of it just as one yeah. another tool, you know, like you, you learn clay, you learn yeah. procreate, or you learn how to use watercolor or whatever. But I do admit that when I laid out all the stuff that I was considering for this jacket, I just love looking at all of it and touching all of it and, you know, just appreciating, especially things that were like this, this little section on the jacket this uh came from this plush animal yeah. that i bought in san miguel i was just teaching there a couple months ago and the embroidery is i didn't love the plush animal or i wouldn't have cut it up it was it i didn't it wasn't i bought other ones that i'm not cutting up but this guy i just i bought it for the embroidery knowing i was going to cut it up and use it somehow and it was just it was so cool because i cut it open and inside they had stuffed all of these little scraps and pieces of felt that they had used as for making all the plush animals. So out comes this wad of just all these different colored little scraps of felt. And I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. So, so now I have those in a bag with <laughs> all of my little leftover strands of embroidery floss and yarn and I'm going to be teaching at a local coffee shop this summer. And one of the projects is we're going to make nests. And I thought all of these little scraps of things are going to be really cool to make nests with. So yeah, my husband, I drive my husband insane because he's, we are polar opposites. So I keep everything and he wants to throw everything away. So it's, you know, he was standing at my studio last week while I was cleaning like making suggestions on how I needed to organize and I'm like get out <laughs> you are mm, this is my absolutely I, yeah. I, I have my way of organizing it <laughs> thank you very much but I'm good yes <laughs> <laughs> well that's it and studios are allowed to be messy aren't they they're, they're creative chaos because there's little bits that will you know, you might have some inspiration sitting in one pile over here and over there is another pile of inspiration. And if you clean up and put it away, there goes that yeah, idea and that inspiration. Sort of, so, mine was yeah. sort of overly inspiring to the point where I like, my grandkids, <laughs> our grandkids would come over and be like, you can't go in there. You might fall and step on, you know, because it, it really was, it was getting way out of control. So it was, it was actually fun going through everything because yeah, yeah. I found things that I'm like, oh, I forgot about this and oh so now it's more it's more reeled into where I know where things are a little bit and can get to them so yeah, yeah. it was worth it yeah yeah that's well that's 
That's a nice treat though. I've um, reframed tidying up so that it's not a chore these days, but a treat, particularly in the studio when it can get yeah. out of control well, pretty it, quickly. It didn't feel like a treat <laughs> when I was starting and halfway through, um, but now that I'm yeah. almost finished, now I feel like I can come in here. And I'm like, oh, I'm ready to make stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, ready to get yeah, and you know where things are. There's nothing worse than right. not being able to find your favorite tools because yeah. they're hidden yeah. under a pile. I, I had pretty much file piles everywhere. <laughs> so my husband's like, "You can actually walk through here now." I'm like, "Yeah, isn't that nice?" <laughs> uh, that's fun. Well, that must mean that you're about to embark on some new projects, I guess, because that's that's my method of working. Kind of everything gets messy because you're working on a project and then that project comes to an end and well, then you clean it, up and it was get kind of like I had a huge one. travel season early this year I was going from like trip to trip to trip and then on top of that I had a lot mm -hmm. of design mm -hmm. projects going on and so I just had multiple stuff happening and I just kept like I would just dump stuff in here and you know with no rhyme or reason and yeah. so now I'm kind of it's a little bit of a quieter season actually where I, I don't have quite as many deadlines so now I'm brewing up some things that I just yeah. kind of want to do for myself yeah oh lovely how nice and for TV which yeah. I mentioned to yeah. you um, in my email so so Yes, okay, tell me so about that. my that friend Joe Packham, who was the editor of Where Women Create magazine, she teamed up with um, Monica Michelle, who started Bloom TV Network, which is about all things floral. And they're launching something called Made TV Network this summer, and it's all for makers. So I'm going to be a featured artist on that on that network and what that means initially it means um, I'm going to be creating video content to put on the site and you can purchase a lifetime membership right now with the, at the lowest price it will ever be um, and if you if you do get a lifetime membership now you also get a lifetime membership to bloom tv so it's like a two for one um, so you'll have like they already have over 300 makers that are signed up to uh, create content for the network and ultimately they're also looking for people who actually want to create like a pilot series you know because ultimately nice. it will uh, it will stream on maybe Hulu or Apple or one you know I'm not sure who they're gonna connect that with but initially you can have mm -hmm. access to just all kinds of how-to video content and other things and just, you know, create, it's a really going to be a great community of makers. Yeah, it sounds fascinating. And Catherine is saying, <laughs> wow, Laurie. <laughs> oh so how does it work? If <laughs> yeah, all these fabulous people are joining us. Um, so with the, the, the program is it play on demand is that how it works or there's well, like a schedule and for, you can look for, and see for made tv there, there will be or... some live content but most of it is video so if you have a lifetime membership you can go on to made and 
look up your favorite artist or I'm not sure how the, how the search engine works. I don't know. They'll probably have categories, I would think, you know, of ceramic, stitching, mm -hmm. whatever. And you can search probably by category or by artist. And then you can watch their content. And so there'll be makers from all genres there. So if people do want a lifetime membership, yeah. I have to make a plug here. Use my name as a referral. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I was just about to ask that. Yeah. And please, so you brought there's that up. <laughs> no, I, they didn't really give me an affiliate code or anything. They just said to use when you sign up for it, you just put my name as who referred you. Yes. Yeah, so Laurie, do we put your I full name? I believe it's in, my full name. Laurie? So it's Siebert, S I E B E R T. And Joe, Joe and Monica we together, they're, the I mean, that's going to be really wonderful. I went to a launch party for it uh, at Roundtop, Texas. I don't know if anyone's been to Roundtop, which do you know about Roundtop? I so Roundtop is in Texas Sounds and like it happens, good. I think, twice a year. And it's basically miles and miles of people selling. Um, it's sort of like the hugest flea market you can go to. And there's very high-end stuff. And then there's stuff that you can scavenge to make things with. And so we went to the round top, but we, and that's mm. where the launch party for made was, but we also went to the junk gypsy prom, which was the junk gypsies are two women who have a store in round top and they're, they're really, they're really cool. And they have this prom and everybody dresses up. So I had this crazy quilt jacket that I bought at a flea market for 20 bucks years ago and I always plan on cutting it up and doing something else with it. And I'm like, I'm going to just try that on. And lo and behold, it fit. And it, the arms were a little tight. So I just cut the armholes out and kind of did some, you know, wonky fix <laughs> so that I could wear it and lift my arms. But yeah, it was a blast. So I wore a red tutu under my crazy quilt jacket and it was fun. Oh. Oh, how much fun. And what a delightful place to be. Like if there's all these wonderful oh, items to be found yeah. and discovered and then, oh my goodness. Yes. Absolute plethora yes, of it, inspiration. It was. There. I, I behaved myself. I didn't come, I didn't purchase too much. I'm now, I'm now tell myself, okay, you can take a picture and maybe that'll suffice. So at least you have the inspiration and you're in an image. So I try to do that. So I, I try to only yeah. buy the things that I really, really, really want to make something else out of. I really like that um, suggestion of taking a pictures because I know as visual artists, it's, it's like, oh, that's a great idea. I need that for that. And oh, that's a great idea. I need that for that too. But like you say, there's only so many things that you can collect and particularly exactly. if you fly right. and have to exactly. travel with yep. it too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was some amazing yeah. furniture and clothing and yeah, but I, I behaved. Mm. Oh, that sounds like so much fun. I definitely have to add that to my oh, list yeah, of places definitely. to go and check You're, out. You are in Australia, yeah. aren't you? Yeah. I'm Australian by, um, I was <laughs> going to say Australian by trade, Australian by birth. 
<laughs> and I'm currently living oh, on the east coast of Canada oh, at the moment in Nova Scotia. Yeah, yeah. So I um, have a, a love of combining travel with art and inspiration, which is kind of how I ended up here. I did a, an artist in residence program about 10 years ago now and loved the place so much that well, I'm, I'm, I'm taking here now. <laughs> an artist in residence in France next year. I don't think my husband's going to want me to move to France. <laughs> Only if he can join you. Yeah, that's going to be really exciting. It's two weeks. How long was your residency? Oh, oh this residency was a... Oh, I want right. to say a summer, so nice. maybe two months, did you, what something did you like study? that, which was lovely. I did everything. So I'm a textiles artist, but I also do printmaking and um, ceramics. And the where I was doing the residency, they oh, had all of these wow. workshops and more. So there's a woodworking resident um, workshop. Oh and so I just gosh, had a great time playing and going and pottering how, in all the different okay. studios. It wow. was. It was totally. How long ago was that? <laughs> Twenty thirteen. It was ten years ago it's this time year. For another crazy, one. <laughs> you bet. Well, I'm no. off to um, France this year for a residency, so we're Where getting super excited about Where that. <laughs> um, it's uh, oh, called Chateau d'Orcaver. I think is that's no really way. Cool. You'll have to tell me about wow. it. Oh, absolutely. Yes, yeah. we can well, share notes and, and all that kind of stuff. Oh, that's I so know. fun. Oh, it gives me goosebumps yeah, that I'm you're going, going okay. next March. <laughs> so you, you're going this year? March. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're there in August. So it's, it's going to be height oh, wow. of summer season. Are you there for <laughs> a month or two weeks? Yeah, two weeks two weeks so um yeah me, yeah my partner you you too yeah you, uh, is no, your husband joining you he, he's not keen on travel he doesn't love so so i'm probably on my own but we'll see maybe i can talk him into coming yeah. for part yeah. of it yeah yeah see, see if you can twist his arm um but what and one of the wonderful things about this residency as you know and i'll share with everyone who may not be familiar with it is we sh share a castle and a studio so i think there's something like maybe 12 other artists who will be there at any one time yeah. so it's a fabulous opportunity to see what other people do uh, and, and get writers writers and, and artists yeah so yeah i've been yeah. I have been watching yeah. that for years and a, an artist that I know, Monica Lee, she, she took, she was there and a couple other people. And I thought, Oh no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna submit or whatever. And then finally I got a wild hair and I did. And then I got the, they, I got the no mm -hmm. email saying that I was accepted or whatever, like the, evening before thanksgiving at like 11 30 at night and i was like oh my gosh i'm going i got in yeah. pretty yes. exciting <laughs> yeah. super exciting super exciting yeah it's um we're starting to plan our trip already my partner's oh. coming as well because he's a musician so we're going to do Oh, some some joint collaboration wow. projects so we've started planning so what we can see and do also and part of the residency kind of stuff, so. oh wow that's 
That's yeah. so cool. That's yeah. So fun. Yeah. It's, it's, it's thrilling. So, um, and as you know, if you've participated on previous residencies, they continue to inform what you do, you know, for years after the actual This will be my first one. From... So, yeah, I mean, I, te I teach. <gasps> and so oh my goodness. even when I'm doing that, things inform. Like I, we, I just co-taught with my friend Michelle Allen in San Miguel in Mexico. And, oh, my gosh, it was so inspiring. The place and the, the women that were in our group were amazing. And the woman who runs it, Kathy Vizani, and her partner, Anna Elena, who is a chef, like the whole thing, everything about it. Like, there's so much that infiltrates your work from when you travel and, you know, and when you're with your people, with your, your creative kindreds. There's, it's really great. Yes. Absolutely. Well, that's right. And, and like you say, because if you're there teaching, I think sometimes oh, totally. you get just as much from the participants totally. as they get from you and, and from each other as well. Like, it's just that, like you say, the yeah. kindred community and all yeah, the ideas when I first start started percolate. teaching, I had put all this pressure on myself because I mean, I describe myself as a hack. So, you know, go when you go from thinking you're a hack to teaching other people things, you think, oh, well, I have to be, I have to really know what I'm doing to be teaching this. And I sort of switched my mindset to, I'm like, okay, you are a facilitator of fun. <laughs> so, so, and what I found, like what you described is everybody knows different things and everybody shares what they know. And then I'll teach a technique and someone will do it their way. And that will inspire me. I'm like, oh, I, I hadn't thought of working with it that way. And that happens like all the time when in these courses. So, yeah. So you, as a teacher, I don't feel like you have to know everything. You just share what you know and how you do things. And then other people share what they know. And it's just, it's great. Yes. That, that's so true. Even things like, because everyone has a, a personal color palette that they like to work with, right. which, which is different to say your own. And they'll put colors together in right. such a way that I wouldn't even contemplate doing. And yet exactly. I'm blown away by it. I'm like, exactly. wow, that's just totally amazing. Totally. So, and yeah. I, I like yeah. to teach in a way that everybody you know, that they're not going to come away at the end where every painting looks like something I made in my colors, in my way. I like to teach in a way that everybody's work looks like them and, and they surprise themselves yeah. with, you know, wow, this looks like me. I hear that a lot. This looks like me. I'm like, well, that's the point. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, right. giving people permission, isn't it? A lot of people think they need that to do it a particular way and you're like no no just do it do it your right. way and that's so freeing and it must be so rewarding for you well, to I get mean, that feedback like as well i mean when you look at it's it's so fascinating to me how creative minds and hands work because everybody who stitches the way they mm. stitch looks different and i i love that and I, I do these Instagram challenges every other month and we give prompts and um, we have judges and prizes and everything. But 
the mo the the great thing for me is I love seeing how everybody takes one prompt and they and you go to the hashtag and it all looks so different and everybody thinks so differently and yeah. it's just I just love that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it is it's awesome, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I get get such a kick out of that. And even taking the same idea um, as an artist and working it through different mediums. So, for example, with the stitch, you might have a particular design you'll put into stitch and then you might do the same idea in painting right. and then you might do the same idea on ceramics. And just through working with those different mediums as well, it totally changes the outcome just Ooh, I love through the that materials idea. that you're working That's with. That's a really fun idea to do like trios of... Yes. You know, here's a sculpted bird, here's a painted bird, here's a stitched bird. For me, I always go to birds or flowers. <laughs> but that would yes. be a really fun <laughs> show. Like, I I love gallery shows oh, that are kind of immersive like that, where there's, you know, things on the walls, things on the floor, things on the ceiling, and it's all, like, immersive. So that would be fun that mm. it's all different kinds of tactile things coming together. Yes, absolutely. And um, that's a, a really lovely segue talking about birds. Um, I believe you're contributing something about birds to yes. the All Access Pass. I, for the I'm working on that right now, actually, because I originally did the course through Jean, Jean Oliver's network. And um, so I emailed her to make sure that I can do that. But what I'd like to do is give access yeah. to my Artful Junk Bird course. I started making these weird birds during COVID. Um, the show Making It um, on NBC with Amy Poehler and Nick Offerman, they did a on an Instagram challenge during COVID called Making It at Home. And the first prompt was a junk drawer challenge. So I made this bird out of... Um, toothpicks and golf tees and paper clips and you know things from a junk drawer and that kind of began this whole wow. um you know now i've been making like bird after bird and collecting stuff for bases and to put on their bodies and whatever so i've taught that class a couple times and i created a course that launched through her mm -hmm. network it's been a couple years now but it i love I love, love, love teaching that class and especially live because people bring all their special things with them and incorporate them into these birds and mm -hmm. they, they're like really meaningful mm -hmm. to them and mm -hmm. it's really, really fun. I love, I love it. Oh my goodness. I just love the sound of that because I love working with found objects and a found object, right. can, it has its own history. So it kind of brings something special to the piece and when you're talking about people bringing all of their special objects together it made me think of in Australia there's this bird known as the bower bird and it's its nest is on the ground and it kind of builds it uh -huh. up and around and then it so it, it's, yeah. it's totally fascinating I have to send you some pictures and then it's um the bower bird male is black and shiny with the blue uh -huh. kind of sheen to it and it collects blue oh, objects oh. to decorate its nest with so there'll be 
blue straws and oh, blue bottle tops and blue feathers and all those kind of things. And it's it's totally magical. But what you were describing that, made me think of these so jump birds, cool. but in a different Yeah, one of the sense. women, I taught this class in Portland about a year ago, and um, one of the women, she had made this wooden airplane uh, in shop class, I think, in high school. And so she brought the airplane and then she made her bird into this little pilot that she named Jeff. But she also incorporated um, her grandmother had made all these paper beads out of church bulletins. So she brought all of those and put those into her bird. And like a lot of the things she used, they all had a meaning to her. And I just thought that was, I loved that so mm. much. So I've made a couple for friends and mm. I try to make them so they're like their colors or they have things that they're interested in or so the bird kind of represents them. Yeah. Oh, how wonderful. I, and it sounds like such a fun project. I, I think it would be, everyone must find that so inspiring to gather all uh, their favorite bits and pieces and turn them into yeah. something that's and, a beautiful And once again, object. you know, I see the one, the birds that people make and they just inspire me. I like, oh, I wouldn't have thought to use that material in that way. And uh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, teaching is wonderful. I love it. Yeah, yeah. it is. It's, it's yeah. pretty special. It really is. Yeah. Well, Laurie, I could, I, so enjoyed our oh, chat I, today and I could seriously chat with you I all day. Know. There's so we'll much I'd to love to more. share with you. <laughs> <laughs> and we will. We'll have to reconnect. I'll, I'll share yes. my experiences of yes. France and all the all the highlights and oh, yeah. recommendations. That's and, wonderful. Yes. And everything. I'm so excited you're going. What a coincidence. I I'm so excited too. That's so fun. I love that we're both going. <laughs> Oh my well, God! Wouldn't it have been a blast if we, we were there at the same time? That would have been cool. Hey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm so honored to be included in this. Um, do you call it a conference or a summit or what do you call? I like to uh, think of it as a retreat. So it kind of started during COVID times as well. That was kind of this way of escaping the everyday yeah. with a little bit of creativity well, so it's it's our online retreat i for, love for it fun creatives. i'm so happy to be part of it i'm honored because reached out to me i'm like i only yeah. you know i stitch here and there and i'm not an accomplished person in this area but you still asked me to do it <laughs> so thank you yeah oh it's a pleasure well, I totally love your work and I really like how you're branching across from some of the things that inspired me with your murals and then you were wearing clothing that was inspired by the murals. So I thought you'll be able to bring something that's interesting and uniquely you to the conference. So I'm, well, this, the online retreat. So I'm really oh, thrilled you. that you're thank proud you. of us as well. You're it's a pleasure. Thank, thank you so care. much. Chat Thanks, soon. <laughs> Bye. You too. Bye-bye.